0: And now it's time for the show. this old dungeon. Greetings, listeners, we have a special edition tonight. A little quick little sit down with one of our uh, one of our I think it was our first guest uh, host, Ben Burns, of new comic games. Ben, how you doing tonight? Doing great. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> you you are this is uh I believe your third appearance with us which uh I think puts you ahead of everyone else. Oh, uh, is I it? I, I, I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, Ben, you got a lot of cool things going on you always do. Um I I don't even know where to start tonight. Uh let's um l- let's let's back up just a moment because there's some some listeners that don't know that uh, you were dethroned from the uh from the oh oh we're going there are we
1: (laughs) Uh, but if anybody's going to do it greg gillespie he puts out a great product uh yeah i lost i didn't win the three castles this year i won't say i lost because i was in the finals i was there but uh even had a couple people say i think you won i was like yeah (laughs) there were some really great products i thought corsairs was a great book but it uh, was up against some very tough competition, yeah. and uh, uh, Greg definitely deserved it. Uh, and if I'd won four in a row, I think I think the pitchforks might have come out. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> this thing's rigged. No, but uh, no, it, I, it, it's it's kind of sad that, that that book was the one that you know somebody trumped you on because that that is a fantastic product. I you know I hear all the time. I'm not a I'm not a big Call of Cthulhu player myself, but those that are in the know. Uh, they they speak highly of it. That and the uh, the one uh, the oh man, what is it? The swamp uh, one. time for time for sacrifice or well, well that one on That's shore. the Mayan one, but the the one and I I hear good things about that too. The, uh, <laughs> and devil, the swamp one that like, the people other. never shut up about is the it's like a swamp or something up. Yeah, there. Uh, swamp. Devil really? Swamp. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Well,
1: that's great. Well, I, you know, and uh, I hate to, I think I have like literally. Uh, how many do I have on my shelf up here? (laughs) So I have like five copies left and that'll be completely sold out and we're not doing a reprint. And so, yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) it was very highly sought after book. So, you know, but yeah, it's a great book too. It won, it was my first three castle winner. So (laughs) I, I was really happy with that. And, uh, time for sacrifice also won, uh, that's the Mayan one. And I actually have, if it's okay, I'm going to jump right into sure. it. I have a new one out now. Uh, we did not go through Kickstarter. This one went right onto the Miskatonic repository, and it's a modern day adventure. Where I've always done the 20s before. Of course, Corsairs was a pirate, but uh, this one's a modern day adventure set in um, uh, on the Mexican Caribbean, south of Cancun. Uh, its name of it's the Horror at El Dorado Royale. It's a great one shot evening. Have a great time um uh, ghost story so to speak but um it, it's a lot of fun and you can get it right now on uh, drive through rpg I think the PDFs like five bucks and oh, wow. uh, you you can actually do the print on demand also and um so that just throw out a little little bone there a lot of people aren't aware that it's out there uh, because I didn't do a lot of promotion for it uh, but um it, it's out there and so I highly recommend that Everybody's played it just loves it. So
0: awesome. And being a modern one, that that'd probably be something you could also like throw into like uh, Delta Green or something like that, kind of run with some of those more modern Well, I don't know if Delta Green would be
1: a good <laughs> because of the, being, <laughs> because yeah, the okay. uh the main characters in there and I, I have pre gens in there, obviously. Uh they're just vacationers who oh, happen to stumble <laughs> on this uh situation. Uh Delta Green may be a bit of overkill for them okay okay <laughs> but yeah cool. it, it's uh, a, it's a lot of fun awesome. so and cool. and it's funny because i actually i did something and a lot of people have questions about this so let me go ahead and bring it up is how do you incorporate cell phones and stuff like that in there I actually put it in the module and i encourage the players to look stuff up on their phones while we're playing the game and yeah. uh, then they can use that stuff to figure out you know how how to defeat the creature by actually you know and say people say i want to look this up on my phone if i know it's not out there i'll say you know make a library use roll or something like Uh that or uh but if i know it's out there and i've done a ton of research on this stuff and i know it's already out there i'll be like well look it up go for it you know and uh and people have had a great time doing that and uh being able to use their phones like their character would in the game. And so it's it's a ton of fun.
0: And, so. and that's sort of an earmark of, of New Comet when it comes to the Call of Cthulhu stuff, is, I mean, you, you really put some research behind this, right? I mean, everything, you, all, all the adventures you've done are, like, meticulously researched.
1: Oh, yes. And I actually... Had to go down to the Eldorado <laughs> Resort <laughs> and research it personally. <laughs> A lot of the pictures that are in the book are actually photographs I took, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's really uh, it's pretty cool. I, I like it, and I highly recommend the resort. Uh, I think we've cleared all the ghosts out, so <laughs> don't worry about that. But um, yeah, it, it's a great little resort, and it, it makes a great setting because it's so kind of isolated and it's easy to isolate it for the adventure. and so yeah it, it's, it,
0: can you can you give us a, a synopsis of like what goes on in the adventure without you know, totally ruin it for people that are gonna be playing through it? Um well, the players show up and they're they're going
1: down there. It's a um, it's a wedding destination resort, okay. okay they'll have four or five weddings every day there okay and uh so when you go there expect to see you know stuff going on it doesn't prevent you from having a good time it doesn't get in your way this place is huge but um so the players go down there as part of a wedding party to go down and have a good time and immediately they walk in and Somebody has already died before they even get there, and, and so and people start dropping left and right, and uh, uh, their friend is quickly earmarked. So right. then you have to follow it uh, from there. I don't want to give too much away, yeah, but yeah. yeah, you can follow the clues and so, uh, so and get to the resolution. Like they're
0: trying to figure out the mystery because their friend's going to go down for the murders if they don't, you know, solve the real murder. Or... No, no. no like uh, yeah
1: so uh, there's an npc that's with the group and he he's earmarked uh, um to to um uh to suffer the same fate and so they'll have to figure out how to stop it before before he does so anyway it's uh not to give too much away that i probably did but for the keepers who want to buy it i i think you'll you'll have a really good time with it so
0: awesome sounds like a pressure cooker there. that's awesome
1: uh, whole, uh, yeah it El can Dorado be <laughs> royale, right yeah how or and eldorado royale so anyway but well, uh,
0: that's not the only uh the only package you got on the shelf here because right now live on kickstarter for at least another 20 days uh mm-hmm. you, you've got a, a Dungeons and Dragons adventure playable with both 5e rules or not adventure man? (laughs) No, 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 no. That's like adventure's uh... a
1: little small word for this. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: You know, Mount Everest—it's a hill. You know, (laughs) Um, you've got a campaign slash setting book uh, for both 5e, and you're also uh, going to do it up so it's a OSR product as well. If people want to go that route, and you got like—it's not just like going to be BX rules. You've got like several. Uh, right so in one one version you get the 5e rules and
1: the other version will have the sword and wizardry as well as bx as well as first edition rules in there most of that will be the same you know Uh but you know the stat lines will be a little different but that's about it really um the biggest change for the bx will be some of the character classes you know because the elf is a class you know (laughs) um that sort of thing but it's shouldn't interfere with the campaign as a whole it it, you know i haven't haven't worked out all the details yet but uh uh, i've I've done most of the work already uh this is something that i have been working on for decades Uh, a lot of people have put out bits and pieces of it in different versions over the years but never the whole campaign and there's stuff here that's never been released before uh and i've you know a lot of people been asking me to put this out They're like, Ben, this is great. You have to put this out. And <laughs> out I, and it, d is a tough, tough world to break into. You know, it's a, it's mm-hmm. the big monster on the block. Call of Cthulhu is, you know, great. Um, there's, you know, I've, I've always used the uh, analogy, you know, when I write for Call of Cthulhu, I'm throwing a big rock in a little pond. Uh, when I write d d adventures, I'm throwing a pebble in an ocean, you know, because there's so much <laughs> stuff out there. But I think people will really enjoy this if they uh, they check it out. It is uh, my own personal campaign that I've written, you know, and revised and updated and stuff for the last 40 years, uh, as long as I've been playing d <laughs> and uh, um, it's But it's also, it, the name of it is The Adventures on Black Ridge Island. Uh, it is out on Kickstarter right now. Uh, you could run it as either a straight-line campaign or... You can actually do it as a sandbox, you know, depending on how you want to run it. Uh, the, or it can be a mix of the two. You know, the players kind of get thrown into the campaign to begin with. But then once they kind of get to a certain point, they can go their own way. They don't have to follow the campaign path. You know, they're That's free nice. to go wherever they want. Matter of fact, even in the very first scenario, they don't have to go into module one. They can take a right hand turn and go somewhere else, you know. Now, I'm not saying that's a smart thing to do. <laughs> and uh, it is not scaled for, you know, uh, depending on first level characters or whatever. But yeah, you, sh- you should be able to walk in this first level and walk out about 15. Um, and, uh, and if you do, and then there's still more to do on the island. You haven't even done it all. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a whirlwind uh, adventure right from the get-go. You get thrown into the frying pan. And I am a believer in high risk, high reward. This is not a fluff little walk down the bunny trail and (laughs) and kill a few squirrels on the way. This is, you know, deadly right from the get go. And so I actually have, you know, I ways along the, the whole path is if a character dies in this area, here's how you introduce a new character in, because I expect people to actually die in this thing. So and it's it's rare when i don't have characters <laughs> so um you know it's adventuring and adventuring should be dangerous and it's um that's that's kind of the way adventuring life it should be in my mind and it's uh it's a dangerous world and so that's Man, that's that, about that's it the
0: exact aesthetic of dnd i like is, is that you know pressure's always on you better think twice before you just go you know rushing off to try to fight the monster kind of thing and uh playing smart playing creative i mean that's especially yeah. you know that being that it can also you know it's, it's ruled both for 5e and osr i mean that's that's what those osr fans want i think that you know at least i do <laughs> well you know and i've I've always been a big fan
1: of that you know the the i guess the first time somebody loses a character you know you're playing <laughs> dd it's hard but then once you've gotten past that, it's it's like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to try something new. You
0: know? <laughs>
1: and, you know, I, I still play D&D today. I'm, I'm playing a game right now. And my DM today, I've played today. And my DM was like, I'm going to kill you off. <laughs> I think you're about to die here. And I'm like, that's all right. I already have another character ready to go.
0: <laughs> I didn't like that happening, you know. <laughs> uh- so, I mean, this this goes way back, you said, right? I mean, you, so this was a campaign you started with your own players, or it's at least taken from that. Um, you, you yeah, actually, ago? the
1: very first adventure is almost identical to the way I wrote it 40 years ago.
0: 40? Oh, wow. I, I was thinking four, like, Yeah, very little oh, different.
1: Wow. Probably far, before. Yeah. I was probably, you know, probably 40-plus years. Uh, <laughs> I started playing back in the 70s, and I kind of got thrown into.
0: I ever tell you a story how came at the end. So, oh, i think we talked about it on the episode when we did the uh, lord yeah of creation. so but my yeah. A friend buys a module hands it to
1: me and says you're dming <laughs> in 30 minutes get ready and so when i finished running that one i didn't like i didn't like running the pre-made modules you know and uh so i wrote my own and said hey guys I, i've written my own let's try this and this was the first one i ran and it's Nice. It was great. Everybody had a blast, and we just kept going from there. And so I've kind of put it all together into this thing called Black Ridge Island. So you can go just about anywhere you want on the island. There's only one major city on the island. It's the city of Black Ridge, uh, but it's going to be fully developed. Uh, there's guilds inside of it. So if you want to go on some side quest adventure, you can go to the Adventurers Guild and get a quest. Or you can, there's lots of NPCs you can interact with inside the city and they may have jobs for you to do or adventures to go on. Um, We're actually, one of the things you can get in the Kickstarter is a book of stories. And in the stories are about the NPCs that you can run into at the city. So nice. you can, you know, read about them and then encounter them and <laughs> or play them. And so that gives you a better feel yeah, for how the game should yeah
0: how this guy or gal is going to be yeah, i like that
1: That's yeah great. and um of course there's there's this uh revenge factor for throughout the whole thing because the players get screwed over early on you know <laughs> their first level characters and uh and you get to hunt them down uh uh matter of fact the last scenario in the whole campaign is called infernal revenge um so it's um it's a lot of fun and the players get a lot of satisfaction when they get to the very end. Uh, so, but, um, uh, and one of the things I'm doing actually is, um, creating a special edition version. It's only going to be 50 of them for 5E and 50 of them for the OSR and they'll be numbered and signed and stamped and all that good stuff, but they're getting a special cover and we're working with the artists right now to get that done. Um, Uh, It's the same guy who actually did my covers for Star on the Shore and uh, Devil Swamp. I don't know if you're familiar with those or not, but uh, the covers on those, that artwork is just amazing. But he's agreed uh, to do this for me
0: the kickstarter image is that the cover the one with the the wizards around the circle like that's so just the standard there. book this one's okay, gonna blow that one away say that's an amazing cover right there yeah an and Evangini, uh,
1: the same guy did that one too but then i was like i want something really special for the special edition <laughs> cover and so we've actually been working on the design for that and he has started blocking that out now and i it's going to be a full wraparound cover you know Absolutely. and it's 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 going to be awesome. I don't want to give too much away until we're done with it, but yeah, it's going to look <laughs> really cool. And it's a scene right out of infernal revenge. So when you, you're getting to, to deal with that. So it's pretty cool. What's,
0: what's the, uh, the island setting like, what uh, is this a tropical place? Is this, you know, more Northern latitude? What? Um, it,
1: it's a little more tropical. Um, there's a lot of uh, woods and forests. There's a whole range of mountains up at the top that are volcanic. Um, and, This whole, all right, so now you're getting into the whole campaign of how this come about. So I've created this whole world, and there was a thousand years ago, there was this huge battle between the gods, and it shattered the southern continent, all right, and it turned it into, you know, five, ten thousand islands, and evil is concentrated in these, and so people go down and, and find adventures on these islands. And Black Ridge Island is like the largest of this group. So it's actually gotten a city formed on it and people are there. But there's everything from, you know, cobalts to dragons here. And, um, but it, it's, you know, it's a pretty good sized island. Um, you know, like so I you, said, like there's a said, volcano swamp- on there like- and a lot of, wo- uh, you know, forests and woods and sw- there's a swamp, you know, so... Yeah, a a lot of
0: people talk about that sweet spot uh, for as a game master where you you have this big variety of 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 terrain types and encounter opportunities, but it's in a finite space where you're not like you know having to memorize a map that's you know five different continents with thirty different countries and all that. Right. Nice and right, and
1: so it's fairly limited, you know. But Uh besides, uh, you know, there's random encounter areas, but besides that and the campaign, which has like seven, eight specific settings on it, as well as one that's actually off the island. Part of the campaign, they have to leave the island and come back. Um, in addition to that, there is uh, six to nine other areas of interest, we'll call them that, you know, that they mm-hmm. can check out, that other people have become aware of. And, you know, they can actually find a map early on. Uh, in the first adventure that has some of these already marked on the map the people they got the map from had already found out about a couple of these and they're like (laughs) oh maybe we can check these out so right from the get-go they they're able to go to other places if they want to so
0: excellent um about how many i mean i know it's a campaign right so maybe there's not really a oh this is the end of this adventure in the beginning of the the sequel or whatever but but are there kind of beats like that where it's like, okay, you kind of got these, this many sections to complete the campaign or? Yes, but it's, you know, okay, we're going to finish
1: module one and that feeds you into um, uh, a second area, right? Where you have a chance to rest and get some equipment and uh-huh. stuff and then jump into area two, right? And then when you jump into area three and then after area three, you actually make it to the city. Okay. okay now between each of these you can decide i'm not going to follow the path i'm going to go mm-hmm. you know Check left or the right instead of straight okay. and that's fine um and those areas are covered but if you do go to the city from the city then you can go to all you know just about anywhere you want and you'll have several plot hooks that you can follow at that point oh, okay um so the idea though is a, eventually in the side of the city you'll get the hook that takes you to infernal revenge but the GM doesn't want to give them that hook till they're ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so at that point, they'll want to do several different adventures. Um, the way the campaign is laid out is then they, they, will head to the swamp and from the swamp that'll lead them to the Island off of it. Uh, you might've seen that when the Isle of the Ancients, that was one that I had done. That's part of this campaign. But, um, they don't have to do those. I mean, those aren't required for the campaign, you know. At this point, you're just doing some different adventures around the island, basically to get up a high enough level so that you can uh, uh, complete the campaign. So, nice.
0: does well, that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. We're, we're not talking any sort of railroad here. You know, uh, we're, yeah, we're, I, tr- I try to avoid the
1: railroads. Yeah, so, that's you awesome. know, I, I once took a class on, uh, I talked to And I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, One of the old school, you know, guys who worked for TSR way back in the day. And he was talking about, you know, how do you design a dungeon? How do you design a campaign? You know, and I tried to design them in a similar manner. Right. And you got the railroad, which is a straight line. Right. And then you got like, uh, for example, B2 where you have the, <laughs> you have the line <laughs> sideways with 10 lines going off of it you know it's like which one do you want to take which path are you going to go down and so um and a lot of them it doesn't matter because they're different adventures but and some of them do matter and you know this one's too dangerous and okay maybe it's too tough we need to back off and try a different path you know so there's lots of paths to take and uh it's up to you and the the gm to figure out which path you want to go so
0: yeah, no, I I love it. I love that kind of layout. You know, uh, we were talking a little bit before we, we started recording about this. You know, it serves as a sandbox as well as a campaign. And I mean, how much better than can you have it than that?
1: Yeah, I, I so I think it's great. So if you're out there listening, go check it out. I think you'll like it. The artwork's going to be amazing in it. Um, right now we are planning to use, and I'll be right up front about it. Some AI will be in there. Uh, I know that's a stickler for some people. If we can fund to enough level, we'll remove all the AI art. But I'm a small-time producer. (laughs) Art's very expensive, especially the art I like. I Mm -hmm. like very high-quality art, and you have to pay for that. And so uh, help me make it to that certain level, and I'll remove (laughs) all the AI art. But I expect the book to be—
0: I'm going to have to steal that one, man. That's uh, I expect the book to be— a.
1: Yeah, about two hundred fifty to three hundred pages, three hundred fifty pages. If you're gonna have a book that large, you gotta have art to fill in it. And um, you know, of course, AI art is cheap; it's easy to do. <laughs> um, but uh, and it's it's great. You know, the main art I'm paying for, artists are making a lot of money off of
0: this. I yeah. so don't feel like well, they're getting just, robbed. I mean, people don't understand that, like, just what the scope of the art bill is and, and artists are well worth it this is not an argument about art yeah. being paid neither one of us think that at all but you got to stay in budget on your on your publications right and absolutely people and want art and, and, and
1: you can't put out a book with 300 pages of nothing but text you mm-hmm. know that's yeah. so you got to find that median and every few pages you have to put something in there um ar makes great filler art uh because it's still the way it is now it looks freaking fantastic it is Great looking stuff. And I've talked to a bunch of artists about this, and there'll be arguments about that. Uh, You might even want to cut this out of
0: (laughs) But (laughs) When we're done talking, you let me know if you want it out of there. We'll we'll, we'll cut it out. I don't know how. you know, different people have different opinions. I I am for, you know, living artists, making a living, doing commissions. I love that. I want that to exist forever and ever, ever. Every project I do, just like you, I hire real artists. But you you can't you know there's sometimes you've got to have a piece of art and it's either going to be stock art or AI art or or a picture that you you know went with Photoshop and made it look like a painting or whatever I mean there's all sorts of levels in there right of creating the art
1: (laughs) and you know AI art you know this this is the argument point is is it stealing art from somebody else or is it using it as inspiration and artists actually use other people's art exactly like AI art does, right? I saw a dragon back when I was 16. I thought it looked really cool. So I'm going to draw a dragon (laughs) and I'm going to use ideas from that dragon to draw this dragon. Um, That's how the AI art works, you know? It's not going, oh, I'm going to steal this image and and just change a couple of back. That's not how it works. Um, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there um, but and I'm not an expert on it by any means, and I wouldn't want to steal anybody's art. But you know, for some of the stuff that that needs to be done, just help me get to that level. And I want to say it's ten or fifteen thousand, which is very doable. Uh, I'll remove all AI art in there, and I'll be able to afford. You know, I'll increase my budget to uh, get rid of all of it uh, just for that. So so please me we do that uh, right now? I know we just launched a day or two ago, and we're about forty percent, I think, uh, somewhere in there, a little over forty. Uh, so I'm pretty sure we're going to fund. I'm not worried about that, but uh, I think the the biggest thing is just getting it out there for the public. Hopefully, you'll have some listeners that may not have heard about this without without me coming on. So anyway, I think they'll really enjoy it if they give it a chance. So, yeah.
0: I, I think it, it. I mean, it looks like you really, you know put together a nice package here that that offers a lot to a game master. Um, One thing I was curious about is, you know, in the setting, is there anything unique to the setting that's, that's, you know, like sometimes you'll see they'll come out with a campaign that also includes, oh, here's a new playable race, or here's a new this or that. Anything like that that's (laughs) special to. Well, actually new races, new Ah. magic,
1: new artifacts, new magic items, new, (laughs) just about (laughs) everything is in there. I. I try not to highlight too much of all that, but yeah, there's new, maybe I should, there is a whole new race, uh, that I already have stats for you can play with and run them out there. Um, you know, I think the old school people would be against that, but the fivey people will eat it up. You know, they like, they like running everything, you know, (laughs) it's a toaster. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I, and I enjoy 5e, I do, it's, it's gotten real you know, convoluted, but um, people have a good time with it and it's uh, enabled our hobby to become mainstream. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I can argue about that. I mean, I grew up in the age of the, the witch hunts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, and so this is really, uh, uh, I'm just happy to see so many people enjoying the hobby, especially younger people. And I always try to help younger people get into the hobby when I can. So, uh, yeah, this does include a new playable race. There's lots of new spells, new gadgets, new uh, equipment you can bring. Um, it, heck, I even have, when I've run it through and and players go through, um, I have a Thieves Guild test that if thieves want to join the Thieves Guild, they have to go through a test and everything. And they get mm-hmm. something unique that I've never seen in any other game before. You know, and it, it's just different things like that and um i i think it's a unique campaign um i've actually had players tell me later i run into him after we finish the campaign and we're done and you know and he comes up to me and he says i hate you and i said why he says cuz you've spoiled me am <laughs> <laughs> so nice but uh yeah i uh uh people people really enjoy this campaign and i think it's a lot of fun and i think people will really enjoy
0: it so and so now i got to talk about, um, you know, the different tiers of rewards people can invest in here. So I know you got a PDF for $20. Right. So
1: if you just want the PDF, you can get in on it for just 20 bucks. Uh, for a 300 page PDF, that's probably about the right price. I don't think I'm overcharging this is there. This
0: a color book, right?
1: Yeah, it's full color, full color. Uh, right. inside and out. Um, so eight and a half by 11. So the PDF will be... You know gorgeous hopefully <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if i do everything right uh i you know going by my past uh books yeah. I, it'll you be the rec- same quality as those so <laughs> um and then um the next level i actually you can get this in just a soft cover i want to make it available the hardcover the the lowest price i can get without you know guaranteeing i can get a thousand copies printer which i don't think i'm going to hit to that level. Uh, is going to be seventy-five dollars. So I did a soft cover option at fifty dollars. So uh, soft cover at fifty it includes the PDF uh, and the hard cover at seventy-five. Um, let's see here.
0: I know you got the, you said the special editions that are hard cover, signed, uh, numbered, and that's is that on like a premium paper? Or is it just the cover that's different? I forget what was different. It'll be
1: on premium paper and premium art. Right? You can do the standard color or the premium color, and this will be. So the special editions will be the standard color, uh, premium color on premium paper. So they're they're going to be kind of special. Uh, oh, we missed the bundles. Okay. So there's a soft cover bundle and a hardcover bundle, and those will include um, the mat folio and the book of stories I told you about. So what
0: and are those, those run like? um,
1: what eighty dollars and hundred dollars. So. And then for the limited edition ones, they run 150. And yeah, so that includes everything. Um, you get the limited edition book with a premium color. You get the map folio as well as the book of stories. So, and the PDF.
0: So, then um, what will the map folio and the book of stories look like? What What's your. Uh, so, the, of- the storybook will just be a small,
1: you know. Um, a book of of text inside it you know I'll, I'll make a nice cover for it but it'll just be a so like a, a, a of um,
0: kind of thing yeah okay with
1: the staples and and you know because right now we're only going to start with two stories and then as we hit stretch goals we'll add more and more stories the first two stories have already been written they're actually pretty good i <laughs> so <laughs> i wrote one and uh, my nephew who's a professional writer and editor he wrote one um and uh, those characters are already in the in the city so uh, and I can get so on mine I can tell you a lot about mine but mine is uh, uh, about a a necromancer and he wants to join the mages guild but the mages guild thinks he's an abomination Uh, (laughs) his familiar is actually a hand uh, with an eyeball in the palm uh, (laughs) uh, that he can talk to telepathically and so (laughs) so, that's <laughs> so that's um uh that's one of the stories and his quest to they they give him a quest to if he can fulfill the quest he can join the the mage's guild and uh of course things happen um uh, but that's the first story uh and the second story is about uh, uh, uh this girl who runs a food cart and but it's a specialty meat and so she's out hunting for that specialty meat um and uh um so I, I don't want to go too much further yeah, into yeah. it than that but it's 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 pretty cool so yeah it's so that those are kind of the stories the map folios uh take all the maps that are in the book and they're on hard full color card stock that are easy to to pull out and have them available so you're not trying to flip through the book or nice. print them off on pdf you know from the pdf to have them uh you, you just have them there and they're you know good heavy cardstock so you know, that's Excellent. so that's what the map folio is and of course the full island will be on a 11 by 17 that's folded in half uh that you can unfold and on one side will have the player's map which is the one they can find and on the back side will be the gm's map which has all the places and all of them numbered and stuff so they can reference them pretty easy
0: with the with the pdfs um do you ever do anything, like, uh, like VTT-wise, as far as your maps go, where they're available as images people can put them in, or have you thought about Well, <laughs> I've tried this in the past, and I've never had any luck with that, so oh,
1: okay. I try to stay away from the VTT stuff, so, you know, I just I have, you know, and I have people say, oh, I'll do it for you, I'm like, okay, great, you do it, I will pay you, you okay. know, and, so, and nobody ever oh, follows up life. on it, I've never had anybody actually do it, so... Uh, I've, I've, and I don't want to take the time to invest my time into doing that. I, I use, you know, Roll Twenty, and you know, I've played on Foundry, and I've played on, but I'm just, you know, I, I mm-hmm. do not have the desire or the time it takes to put one of these into yeah, the virtual like system. The, yeah, like
0: I, I, I do the bare minimum sometimes with mine, and I, I don't even really know because I don't, I don't commonly uh, DM my games on a vtt but uh but like i'll i forget what the quality is but there's a certain image quality that they say this runs best on roll 20 and so i'll try to like take my maps and say you know make an image file of them at that you know well my pdf's are
1: always 300 dpi so you <laughs> but, know oh, well, there
0: you go yeah i mean you could easily do you know take a they, that and use it if you i've, I've had people take mine
1: and go well here's a sample and you know, they were trying to get me to hire them to do it and they, you know, load it up and they show me what they're doing. I'm like, great, you go do that and I'll pay you. And, you know, <laughs> but I have no desire to do that.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, it sounds easy. I mean, with a PDF at 300 DPI, I mean, anyone who knows what they're doing should be able to pull something from there if they wanted to. Yeah. Now and, and I've again. just
1: never spent enough time to be comfortable doing that and then try to sell it through that and all that stuff. And, yeah you know, who knows what's going to happen with the whole, you know, D and D one and all oh, that yeah. stuff. And, you <laughs> yeah, know, who know. knows? So <laughs> I, I don't really want to get into that world right now. I'm happy sitting at the table, running the game. So.
0: Amen. Just kind of wrapping up the, uh, the, the book right now is hitting about 300 pages. I know that, uh, it looks like, you know, depending on funding, it may go beyond that. You, you've got the addition of some extra stories. Is there, other content uh, that you're thinking of adding in i mean you... right so you i
1: i had said there's like uh seven to nine other areas of interest mm-hmm. so three of them will be fully fleshed out developed in the book and i expect that to take it to about 250 pages and then you know this is still rough estimate in my head. Yeah. <laughs> it could be I could be way off, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, um, you I, know,
0: I can't imagine putting together a campaign setting book. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to to take in there. Thinking about layout and art and, and how yeah, how big well you just kind of have in. take
1: it section at a time, and yeah. uh, you know, and that's what I did with the Corsairs. It was a full campaign as well as a full book, um, and so with this, so I expect it to be about 250 pages right now, and then as we hit stretch goals. So the other areas of interest, I'll have small, like a paragraph kind of, you know, to our page describing, here's what's in it, here's what to expect, you know, you can flush it out yourself. Uh, uh, Not flush it out, but flesh it out. out. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but... yeah, or just flush it down. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to deal like with that it. One. Yeah. yeah, you get there and it's all collapsed and nothing's left. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as we hit the stretch goals, more and more of these areas will be expanded and detailed out. And then uh, that's why I expect it might go up to three hundred fifty pages if we hit, you know, the the full amount and do that. Uh, at this point, unless it really takes off, I don't expect us to hit, you know, all of them. I would like to hit to a few of the stretch goals um so you know we'll we'll see how it's going we've started some uh real promotion and advertising of it um and it's done all right to start with uh and i know there's a lot more going on out there
0: is it about a weekend right now no it's only a couple of days in only right a couple of days oh wow yeah no it, it looks like it's doing quite well for a couple of days I yeah i, I don't uh in. i do, i don't like to run long
1: kickstarters the the whole 30 days to me, that's too long. You know, uh, get the word out, try to get it uh, going. And I like uh, three weeks. And so 21 days, and I think we got about 20 days left. I think this will run 22 days. So um, it's, um, yeah, I that's as much as I like to do. I just, to me, it's too stressful to go 30. And you always get that <laughs> lull period about the third week. You know, it uh-huh. always does great the first week. And the second week does good. And then the third week, it just sits flat. If and then the like, fourth week does it's good. flat. If you're like me, it dips down a little.
0: Where did <laughs> yeah, it go? Yeah, or it might even
1: trickle down because people start getting bored with it, right? Yeah. So what I did was I just removed that third week. Mm-hmm. So now I just do the first week, the second <laughs> week, and the final week, right? And uh, <laughs> I, I find that works better for me. I know some people, they, oh, you know, uh we i see people do 60 day ones i'm just like god that's Mm. insane you know that's two
0: months Uh, too many and acids for me
1: (laughs) yeah i yeah you're right because it can be nerve-wracking uh especially until you get funded it's always that way so um yeah that's uh (laughs) so it's doing okay i mean i expect it to do better and um it's the words getting out there uh, we're doing some, you know, advertising on Facebook and stuff, and the crowdfunding people are doing some stuff, and then, um, of course, uh, uh, Matt Finch, who wrote Sword and Wizardry, I'm using his latest rule system for the Sword and Wizardry part, and he's going to do a little bit of uh, support for me, and uh, Bill Barsh is out there throwing a, throwing a word out, you know, because okay. they're doing the BX stuff, um, and I, I'm trying to get around to all the because people are scattered around the internet, you know, and they got these, you know, little groups over here, here. the OSE group and the old dudes group. and and (laughs) I'm trying to get around to hit them all so they're aware of it. And it's it's starting to, and and every day it's a, you know, because usually that first day you get that first spike and then it starts, you know, it's not nearly as steep, but we've seen a pretty steady climb. For the last few days and, and last couple of days so we're pretty happy with where we're at right now and we expect it to keep going.
0: So right, give me the inside track. Are you uh, are you gonna throw this one up for the the uh, three castles award this year? Well, it won't be for this year because it won't be out oh, until next year. Published. Yeah. All right, yeah, I might no, get something in then. <laughs> this uh, might be in the year of Luau Lu Lu. <laughs> actually, gonna be putting both uh
1: my Zeta complex that just came oh, out. Crap. That's gonna be going in. And the horror on the El Dorado will be going in,
0: so I'll have two (laughs) things in for next year. (laughs) But you're wish you the best of luck on that. Uh, What you should have done was put your Dare Luck Club in there. Hey, I can't believe you didn't do that. I I don't know. I just kind of felt like, well, it really needs to be something more old school, and it's oh, kind of. I don't know.
1: (laughs) You should have done it, man. The worst it can do is you don't win, but you know, it costs you five (laughs) copies or whatever. But uh, yeah, I um. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a couple in this year. So
0: I, I know you're going to have your hands full with getting this uh, out to, to print and all that, but, but is there anything else on the horizon that we can expect? Well, <laughs> now
1: that you mentioned it, um, uh, since I came out with Zeta Complex, uh, I ran into a, a very nice uh, lady. Uh, Vicky is her name, and she used to uh, work for uh, the group uh, The Paranoia. Uh, she did uh, stuff with um, uh, oh, Cyberpunk and stuff like that well at ReaperCon last year she signed up and played in my zeta complex game and just fell in love with it she was just oh my oh my gosh this is fantastic and has offered to work with me on this and she's written uh the next adventure for zeta complex Mm -hmm. and it's it's actually too big to run at a con but we ran it at north texas uh very (laughs) we didn't neither of us finished it but (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> we well, she, I think she finished hers, but she was, she ran late and I, I didn't, I cut mine off at midnight and said, we're done guys.
0: <laughs> I got it
1: short. <laughs> hey, you I want to do by
0: then? It's really, you know,
1: we only had 15 deaths. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, those of your viewers out there, not familiar with Zeta complex. It's a paranoia clone. Um, uh, using the Savage World rule system, and it has turned out great. People, lo- Everybody yes. who plays it just loves it and, and buys a copy. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, for for when you're just tired of the seriousness of... You <laughs> it's know, a fun
0: read. I got I, I to tell and you And that, it's it a fun, fun read. read.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just read the little, the little snippets in uh-huh. the side corners. <laughs> that, <that's... laughs> oh, a friend of mine uh, had it laying out on his coffee table, and his dad came over. And he (laughs) he walked in the room and his dad was sitting there reading it, just falling, you know, busted a gut laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, 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 I think it's really good. It's a fun, fun read. And the rules are pretty straightforward and simple. And, um, it, it plays really easy. So that, uh, the name of this one is, um, one does not simply walk into Maldor, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh we, we may simplify that name a little <laughs> maybe the subtitle but uh, it it's a lot of fun and so i and it's actually already written she did all the work on it i mean cuz she she contacted me and i she was like uh what can i do and i said well I'm, I'm coming up with the idea to to run it north texas and i've got this idea and i laid it out for her and i said it needs to be able to run in four to six hours you know real simple and then we started talking throwing ideas back and forth and basically <laughs> she took every idea we had and put it into this thing that and that takes 12 hours to run it but <laughs> it's, it's a great book it really is it's a lot of fun and uh, the players go on some very very wild uh experiences and um uh, uh, lots of good death uh, so anyway <laughs> <It was important laughs> so, death. so that's coming out uh that'll probably be on the horizon because i'll and i'll probably do it while i'm still working on this simply because i don't have to do any of the writing it's mainly just do the editing and the layout so when i get tired of writing i'll i'll take a break and work on that a little and and do that so that's probably the next thing on the horizon um i'm also doing another call of cthulhu adventure i um, working on that uh, so I've got it outlined. Of course, I, um, uh, I had to do some, um, uh, uh, research for this one. <laughs> there it is. Uh, it, it'll be set in Japan.
0: <laughs> I saw the vacation pictures. I
1: <laughs> that was serious research. <laughs> Man, if you've ever been to Mount Fuji, there are these really cool ice caves underneath it. And that were formed when uh, the last time it erupted in lava tunnels and stuff like that. And now it forms natural ice in there that's there about 11 months out of the year. And uh, it's also uh, the suicide forest is right there as well. And you have to walk through it to get to one of the ice caves. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be set there. And it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm planning on running that uh long i've got it outlined in my head i need to actually get some specifics and stuff down on it but i'll be running that at long con for the first time play testing it there and then um i expect that to probably go out it'll probably go into the repository as well uh next spring or so so
0: will, will this be more of a of a of a quick play like the uh horror eldorado yes Royale, or it'll will be a modern one?
1: day you know about four hour play okay. time uh and i'm gonna do three of these uh, and actually, the same characters will be in all three. <laughs> <laughs> That's, fun.
0: That's great, man. It's kind of, you know, this this could be your Halloween adventure kind of thing, folks, where, you know, you have your friends over Halloween, play a game. This year we play, you know, this one. Next year, same characters. We're playing that one. That's yeah. Great. Like and, that. and
1: they they get better, you know, and they, they learn things. I'm going to level them up, basically, for Call of Cthulhu, you know. And they go a little more insane, but they get better at stuff. And that so that'll be, uh, they, they were on vacation in Mexico and ran into this. Now they're on vacation in Japan and they run into this. Um, and the next, one, the last one is actually going to be set here right in Texas. Uh, so it should be fun. Uh, so it'll be at the state park in Bonham. There is something there that is extremely weird. Uh, and I may have to talk to you about it but uh, if you go there you would swear it's a sacrificial table altar at Bonham State Park that's really there (laughs) and uh, so uh, we'll but that one's probably still a year away but I've already got it outlined in my head what's gonna
0: happen it should be a lot of fun (laughs) so I always got things working and going what I said here's the idea man guys you're always like
1: Well, Well, I'm always trying to think three
0: or four projects ahead. What have I got planned
1: out for the next year? And, uh, I've been holding off on this Black Ridge Island one, you know, to get it back around to where we started, uh, Black Ridge Island for several years now. And, uh, this was a good break time for me to do it. Like I said, most of it's already written, you know, the full campaign's already written. I just have to put it, you know, in in fine text and, you know, flowery text and, and get it edited. But, um, uh, now it's just a matter of getting it funded so I can actually afford to pay the artists and pay the uh, editor and pay the um, uh, pay for everything else and get it printed. So that's, that's what the Kickstarter is really about. I put a year on there simply because I know I'm working on these other projects and I want to keep other things coming out. I really don't expect it to come out that late. I, I wanted to make sure I gave myself enough time but I really expect this to come out in the spring to early summer. So,
0: okay. yeah, excellent. Yeah, you know, I, you know I've i gotten to where I always try to pad my my Yeah, I always try to pad there. it a little bit.
1: And if it really explodes, then I have to get a, um, a different printer to do it and stuff like that where I can get a good deal. But right now, we'll, you know, uh, oh, do it the just way just we got it right planned. Yeah. yeah, I'm using a smaller local printer. So,
0: excellent all right guys so uh, everybody's heard here go to kickstarter uh, at the time that you're listening to this there's going to be somewhere in the double digits left uh to, to try to become a part of this campaign lots of different reward levels uh depending on what you want i mean you know full co- full color 250 to 300 page book uh you know soft cover for 50 hard cover for 75 i mean for small press guys that is a steal i mean that's that's you know him dropping prices to about as low as you can and still still be a fun the next thing so um you know lots of you out there listening i know you're osr fans i know a lot of you are 5e fans give it a look i mean you know campaign setting uh you know some, some new materials as far as you know character class spells artifacts little you know sandboxy uh, spaces to work in it, it's you know it's every game master's dream right it's exactly what you want to, to present to your players so uh adventures of blackridge island uh ben anything you want to say at the end here no just thank you so
1: much for letting me come on and talk about it um you know just i got a couple of conventions coming up here we got you know the lone star expo we're going to be out there this weekend you coming out or are you going to be <laughs> yeah,
0: around for that no my next cons <laughs> game hole
1: oh okay <laughs> Uh, and then I'm uh Reapercon up in Denton yeah I'll be up there in a couple of weeks so they're they're like almost back to back they're one week separated so one this weekend and one in three weeks so uh, I'll be out there that's why I actually picked this time frame for the Kickstarter so it covers both these cons so I can go out there and play it and, and promote it a little and get people to yeah. back it but um yeah so that's that's what's going on with me it's it's always great catching up with you so. Yeah
0: we we got to get you back on for a regular episode and talk some other old games, too. But, uh, oh, yeah. I really you, know you come back. <laughs> All right, great. All right. Take care. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. You have been listening to This Old Dungeon a podcast about reviewing and renovating great adventures and rule sets from throughout the annals of gaming. The views expressed by the hosts are simply that and shouldn't be taken with any serious amount of gravity. This program is copyright 2023. Happy gaming!